You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. We are back in full effect. The Detroit is Different Podcast Studios. I'm your man, Way, holding it down with my man, Uncle P. Uncle P, how you feeling? What's good with you, bro? Good, good, good. We talking F what you heard. This is where you get the information and game about independent music grind as independent artists, uh, people in the industry, producers, different people with interest in it. In today's topic, we're talking about open mics, open mics, what they mean, how to approach it, different experiences we have in them. I have produced some. I've definitely performed in many. I've been a part of hosting open mics. I've done a lot of the dynamics of doing open mics, not just in the city of Detroit, but also in Chicago. I've also done uh, some production of open mics in New York, also in Cleveland, also in Milwaukee. So I have a little bit of experience of picking venues that flavor to open mic entertainment and not just in hip hop. I've done some open mics in alternative music and poetry as well but hip-hop is where i have most of my experience as hip-hop is my love uncle p what up what's your open mic resume uh bro uh man all of the above just like you pretty much man you know it, it, it's the proving grounds so to speak is it's where a lot of people start honing their craft yeah. And all that stuff. So, yeah, I've, man, yeah. And uh, I, I love open mic so much because as a rapper, especially like the rap open mic, it's comedians talk about like watching a comedian bomb. Me, Drummer B, and Nick Speed, uh, both producers and artists in their own right. We, we've been wanting to do like a mockumentary on open mics and open mic scenes for the rest of our life because it's so... It's like watching comedians bomb most times. It's like watching bad performances a lot of times. But if you stay and you produce an open mic, you stay there over time and you see a performer uh, get better at their craft. Mm-hmm. You know, so an artist that continues to work that open mic grind can come in and their first performance may be at an open mic. And that's generally the start in April. And by the time. I don't know, October, November, you, you can see that they're getting better as a performer. And then, baby, by next April, they have a song that really gets off the ground. And it's like, damn, this artist then came a long way. But it's also entertaining to see all the other things that go on at open mics where, like, the bad shows. Like, I, I actually look forward to the bad performance at an open mic nowadays when I'm in the open mic state of mind of going to see the show. Man, you ready to clown some folks. But... Not necessarily <laughs> no, all the no, way, I but know, it's almost like know, you. Right. It's like watching a comedian bomb, or or uh, I don't know. Like it, it's like you're looking at. You ever seen a? It's like how I like the movie Pootie Tang. Like you, like this. This is so irreverent, and it's ending up like this. And you see so many things from, you know, it can be as small as uh, we always talk about, like the the artist disclaimer, where it's like I don't really know all this shit. Right, right. But right. I just got out the studio, and this is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Really, to tell you the truth, as a performer, any disclaimer that you give the audience, I am against. You know, oh, now, this man. is just my personal taste and sensibilities. As I'm mixed. learning that this new uh, this new generation has all new rules and regulations or, or new rules and standards of codes of what they adhere to. I'm just going by what I've seen work in my performance over time. And what I've seen never work. And I've done it before, too, is that disclaimer. This ain't mixed. I just got out the studio. I don't really know the lyrics. 
anything that prefaces your performance where you are making an excuse talking to the audience <laughs> to yes to basically <laughs> tell the audience like look you know you might not like this and this is why yes or <laughs> you know I'm, I'm this type of rapper or I'm this type of performer you generally don't like this I don't generally perform for this you probably ain't gonna feel this right anything right. talking to the audience I look at it performance me as a performer as the minute that I have the mic in my hand or the, the moment I have, let's say it, not even a minute, the moment I have the mic in my hand and I'm on a stage, I'm performing. Mm -hmm. So from there on, I, it, it's, it's for the people that are in the crowd and it's making the spectacle. So anything from that moment on that can take away or deter the audience from what I'm doing is taking away from my performance. Right. Meaning if the if the if the microphone's not working, I'm gonna put the microphone down as if the microphone wasn't supposed to work. Mm -hmm. If the speaker goes out, I'm gonna act like that's a part of the show. If the DJ picked the wrong song for me to rap on, then I'm gonna rap on that wrong song. Because I think it's all a part of the spectacle. And as much as I may turn to the DJ and say, hey, DJ, that's not the right cut. People aren't looking at that show and saying to themselves, you know what? The DJ messed up right here. People are looking at me as the performer because I'm <laughs> right. the one with the mic in my hand. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. So it is the onus is on me the moment I have the mic in my hand to basically be the master of ceremony, what MC stands for. And if that MCing is just talking if it's uh, hyping up the crowd, if it's engaging the crowd, whatever it is, that moment I have to capture people's attention and I have to capture the audience. And it takes time to learn how to do that. And that's why open mics are good stomping grounds to learn that because as much as you're learning your craft, you're also seeing how other people do what they do. Yeah, that's that's something big that you say. I want to go back to what you said earlier um, when you was given the timeline mm -hmm. pretty much of a, a open mic artist and you got yeah. to the one year point and you mentioned them having a decent song. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when they're starting out, you know, they're just putting words together, you know, but over that year's course of time, they've been able to see what works for an audience. You know, when you are performing on open mics, you got tens and twenties of artists every night that, you know, half of them you might not be familiar with. Mm -hmm. And you start seeing what the crowd responds to. Now, that doesn't mean you go bite the style of somebody you just saw, you know, that had the crowd hype, but it gives you a sense of, you know, what people want. Mm -hmm. I think... You know, a lot of times with, you know, studios in a box, you can have a studio for $200 now, you know, and all that stuff. And people just go straight to creating and not understanding, you know, what the consumer is looking for. What what do they want? What are they into? You know, and along with that knowing the temperature of those crowds yeah so there are open mics that will cater more to your audience exactly as an independent artist and really as an artist period i believe the onus is on you to have creativity to make whatever you have for your offering fit into any venue 
Yeah. That they, is a goal of mine. So whether I'm at a church or whether I'm at the after the grimy after hour motorcycle club, I should have some music and be able to present what my creativity is as a performer, no matter what. Now there will be venues and forms that fit what I do better, but I should still have some creativity to fit the mix of whatever I'm doing. Yeah, that's a that's a true open mic superstar right there when you can um step into pretty much any environment and um change like that but that's what you know makes a true performer mm-hmm. you know because you can be an artist and not be a great performer yeah you know and and that's what the open mic circuit can do for you you know you you might have great songs but you're just horrible on stage and it's a lot of it's a lot of major artists that don't have great performances. Yeah, yeah. And then there are a lot of major artists that are great performers, but their their song catalog is not that great. It doesn't translate you know, to um, the music. Yeah. I would say the rock and roll band and and I believe looking at looking at genres outside of hip hop are some better genres that I've studied when it comes to performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, as my favorite hip hop performers are people like Big Daddy Kane. Uh, and, you know, I think he gives Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, and when they study, they're studying way more like James Brown and Prince than they were studying, um, you know, Bambada and and Grandmaster Cass. Right, and this come. is not knocking Cass and Bambata, but it's just the the mix of what where they were coming from. All right, who you you picked two great examples. Who do you think those people are today? Whew. See, I'm not I'm not as much on the pulse of things. Um when I hear the last and this is still like an old school artist in today's era, but the last performer, rap performer I had to see was DMX. Okay. After DMX, I know a lot of people liked the Drake liked the Drake tour and liked the Kanye West tour, but to me that's way more spectacle. Right. You know, that's the 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 design of the set. Like Kanye has something where he was like walking over the crowd and stuff like right, that. And I right. think that's that's cool. You know, as far as like making a spectacle of it in the theatrics and the pyrotechnics and lighting and all of that. But I like that raw rap DMX. He's on stage on a wife beater and some jeans just in a microphone. Right. Right. I, I like that performance. Right. You know, so I haven't seen the animated performer that I think knows how to really work that stage, know the presence, knows how to pace back and forth and gives an energy. I haven't seen that, but I, I'm not as active on like a lot of these younger cats. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing nowadays. with a lot of these younger cats, man. They um, give a whole hell of a lot of energy on stage, you know, but a lot of times, you know, the content doesn't too much pick up on the conscious people. So, you know, it, it, it goes hand in hand. Um, I love DMX, too. Mm-hmm. He's a great performer. Uh, yeah. But like you said, a lot of this is about the spectacle now. And that's something that you can even think into the open mic. I've seen some things be successful, some things not be successful. Um, when When I was starting out, we're looking at like the late 90s. 
in a lot of places where I first started as an open mic artist aren't even around or they've been renamed and renamed and mm-hmm. renamed over time. But um, some of the things I've learned is when you think of the spectacle, having t-shirts and having a crew of people with you with t-shirts that that lets your presence be known i know that seems very small and a small uh to do but those t-shirts coming in 12 deep with t-shirts means a lot but furthermore let's just say coming in 12 deep making sure that you have a group of people that will come with you when you come to that open mic venue that says a lot to whoever the promoter is uh, and that helps the people that are supporting you feel like they're a part of the movement, which that helps big time, too. OK, let me ask you something as an artist. Mm-hmm. Do you pull those 12 people out for an open mic or do you save them for a showcase? I think you should. I think you should always have your crew with you if they're willing to go. Always invite them. Uh, you can make more emphasis when you do have a showcase, which is like being a featured act on a show or being a featured act at an open mic show. Uh, but you should always invite. You should always invite. You should want a presence of mind. You're, you're creating a culture around what you're doing. And part of that culture is coming to see you perform and be at the show. As an artist now, mm-hmm. um, with everybody having shows on any given day of the week, yeah. as an artist, how do you choose which open mics to attend and um, make a name for yourself at? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going retrograde here. I'm, I'm going back in time. Uh, as a Starting out as an artist, I wanted to be on every set possible. I was at every cypher. If people were rapping, I wanted to be a part of it. So cypher, open mic, whatever. I'm I'm within the driving distance. I'm there. Right. You know, Pontiac, Toledo, Flint, Saginaw. I'm, I'm there. That's 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 how I looked at it. OK. So how long did it take to transition from there to from that thought process to like being more selective right. or finding my crowd? Uh, it took coming out with a couple projects, um, having a crew of people. So it took a couple years to to really get out of that. And I thought really it took honing my skills as an artist myself right. to get out of that feeling. But I do think that that feeling, that hungry feeling, is a good feeling to have if you really want to be aggressively pursuing this as an artist. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it, it, my my path deviated because I'm not as actively pursuing things as a performing artist myself. But if I were actively pursuing things as a performing artist, I would have to. I think I would want to feel like uh, you know comedians perform like that. Comedians, anytime they can get a mic, they want a mic because mm-hmm. they're always honing their craft. And as a even as a music performer, I would want to be the same way. Right. So the way I would deviate that is I would I would specialize my shows and my features a whole lot more. Meaning that whenever I did a showcase, and it's kind of what I do when I do shows now, but I would really go out of my way to make sure that my showcases are okay. This is this is the way uh, this is the way old school night where I'm gonna uh, pay homage to like my favorite old school rappers or whatever I would make special shows that are showcases so when you pay for that ticket you know that you're getting something more right 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 okay okay um, I, I think something else to really keep in mind when you're hitting that open mic circuit as a performer is what you always say, 
Uncle P, study, study, study. Study as much about who those, the promoters and the host of that open mic are. You know, it may be even smart to go a week before you go but and stay the whole time because often when you start off the open mic performer, you're going to, I don't care how early you come, you're going to end up being last on the list. So stay the whole time. Get a, get a feel for the show. Um, the more information you have just arms you better for what you can do. Better prepared. Um there are so many outlets now and you wonder, okay, which ones do I take? Like you said, study study the um promoters, study the hosts, study the DJ. Um mm-hmm. that can be one of the first places that you start building industry relationships, you know, cuz the open mic is going to have a promoter. It's going to have a host and it's going to have a DJ. So those are three people that um you need to start being recognized by. You need to start building those relationships. It it helps when those people, you know, are prominent in the scene. Do they do things other than just throw open mics? You know, what else do they do in the entertainment industry that you performing at this open mic can possibly get on their radar? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's so much more to it. Um, social media understand that there are levels to all this kind of stuff so you might see one of your favorite uh top-notch artists in your city say oh fuck open mics they ain't worth the time you'll never catch me at an open mic blah 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 all right you don't know what journey that particular artist has been on you know there's opportunities there for you don't let someone else's opinion on social media keep you from at least looking into it I, I say this for a reason um, mm-hmm. it's a major company out of LA that does pretty much open mics showcases you know around the country mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I see people there that I've never seen in the Detroit market before and I'm like do you perform a lot no not really why not uh, you know, I just ain't got no plugs. Okay, well, you found this company online. Yeah, 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 I, I rock with them. Well, I, I, you know, it's, it's events going on here in this same venue four nights a week. Why why you don't come out? Oh, man, I be watching social media. I be seeing, you know, these shady promoters out here and all this stuff. You just done bought into somebody else's anger and frustration with somebody now let's let's and we can we can i i i agree with you but let me let's uh the dun 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 (laughs) almost like the i don't know what air horns or whatever sirens you want to hear but the the complaints about artists and promoters it's at the open mic level it's at the showcase level yeah it's at the 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 thousand feet venue le- thousand seat venue le- level. It's at the stadium seating. It's at the casino night. Promoters and artists have long had a, a, a like I guess a a rocky relationship, and the reality is the artists are correct and the promoters are correct. The reality is somewhere in the middle, the truth lies. 
But the reason why things are how they are are because this is how things function. But the best way to look at an open mic as an artist, I'm going to just tell you this, is don't look at the open mic as if, first off, your your personal journey in making the music is your personal journey. When, when you write the song and when you record the song, that's you. That's that's your standard, how you do it, how how you interpret it, how you're 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 going through the creative process. The minute that you turn it into a product and you need to engage the public, right now you gotta accept going through some things to get it to different people through different vehicles. Some of these things you're not gonna like. You're not gonna like all the promoters. You're not gonna like all the venues. You're not gonna like all of the uh, places that want to, you know, back when record stores was around, all the record store owners right. and getting co-signment from them. You're not gonna like the, the process, but it's not about you liking the process. It's about using this vehicle to get to the people so you can get to your fan base. And if you're gonna let a promoter moving you to the back of the list or a promoter not giving you what you think you need or the DJ or the host or whatever. If that if that's going to be the obstacle between you getting where you need to go, then you need to get out this game right now. You need to stop listening to this and call this a hobby instead <laughs> right. of a business. Right, 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 right. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And just take that chip off your shoulder. It's going to be it's so many times and I'm not necessarily saying like, you know, get disrespected or whatever, but it's so many terms and conditions you're going to have to live with. These are the vehicles that have been set up. It's a first off, it's a facility that people can come to that has parking or whatever the facility it has electricity it has speakers it has a dj it has the the capacity to bring a crowd generally it's serving alcohol all of this is brought to you right and right now you got to kind of look at it like you're the barber going to the barber shop they've given me all of these different um They've given me all these different amenities for me to showcase what I can do. So now I, I need to disregard the the promoter. I need to disregard the host, disregard DJ, disregard all this other shit and do my thing and feed the people that came to support me. Right. That's how you got to look at it. Yeah. You can't look at it Period. like... You can't look at it like it should be like this. It should be like that, because chances are most artists that say that never have done it themselves. Right. And when they do it, they're like, oh, shit. Now I understand why it's like. Right. That. Right. Now right. I get it because the same. I mean, for every story where an artist will tell you that a promoter is shady, promoters can give you 15 where artists were unprofessional or shady or, or unprofessional. Lie, yeah. You know, I mean, just yeah. the just. number one thing that most promoters say to any artist, you know, because I've been this promoter, and this has always been the 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 rocky relationship that exists, and this is why it, a lot of artists don't have leeway. The number one thing that most promoters say is, "All right, you want me to change things? Let me put some tickets in your hand and move them." Yeah. And now let's talk because right. now you bringing money to me and you put money in your pocket. Right. And generally, artists return with, "Well, you the promoter, you supposed to bring people right. here." Right. So it's like, okay, if I bring my crowd for my people, then guess what? I'm gonna set the standard however the hell I want it because I brought the people here. Exactly. If you start bringing the people here, guess what? We'll be doing yo thing, right. bro. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Lady, you can have it how you want it. Exactly. 
But ask for some tickets. If you really want to get a, a promoter's ear, be like, yo, I expect 20 people to come. Give me some tickets. I know you charge 10. I want five off the top. And now you putting you really putting yourself in business. Right. And you getting yourself to the money. You should always be wanting to get yourself to the money. And if you can work with that one promoter till you get to the point where it's like, okay, you sold those 10 tickets. Now you're selling 20 tickets. Now you're moving 30 tickets. Now you can move 50 tickets. Now it's time for you to do your own thing. Hey, your own thing. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Progress. But if you can't sell one ticket, now you really finding out how hard the game is. Open mics for you. Yeah, open mics. Uh, other things to look for in open mics is y'all definitely got me on my uh, soapbox with that comment <laughs> because <laughs> I've just heard it too many times. You know, people I know, but even people me, like people say, oh man, you don't do good business. And it's like, man, if you only knew, it's like the standard of business I have is higher than any standard you can put on me. Right. And the damn show ain't coming from you, bro. Right, right, but, right. But uh, I, I, uh, but I, I was I was the person before thinking like that. Like, okay, why I'm at the bottom of the list? If I come at nine o'clock, why do I gotta perform at one fifty? Mm-hmm. It happens. It yep. happens. Yep. Because, you know, when that party bus of people with two birthdays and they're coming to see their niece or their or their nephew come out and rap. And that person just brought 45 people to the venue. What you expect? And I'm looking at $10 a head. That's $450. Right. You came in here by yourself. That was $10. Hey. And they like, yo, I want to see my nephew rap. There you go. You know, it's, it's, it's dollars. Now, if you show up and you perform at 150 and you tear it down... Yeah. You don't put yourself in a great spot because chances are that promoter, if he has any sense and he finds that you're entertaining, he's going to end up putting you on in a nice spot. Yeah, but that's part of the paying dues. That's a part and of the paying dues. In. Yeah, you work your way in. That's when you get to meet the DJ. You kind of get to meet some of the people that work at the club. All of these people can help. You'll be surprised. Like you know, my man Corey from uh, my man Corey from the Bullfrog. Uh, the security guy there and, and Corey would be me and Corey would talk shit most of the times that I would run the door and I'd be the door guy so right. people really look at the door guy like who is this guy right right but right me and Corey can can be the difference between you performing at 150 and possibly at 12 o'clock you exactly. know what I'm saying exactly so meet those people in that venue you gotta work that room and be willing to talk to them uh, cause you're taking off that in, you're taking off the the introverted internal creativity that had you create the song and right now you're going into the extroverted world of salesperson because right. you're selling yourself and you're selling yourself to all those people and you're looking for who can be an advocate in your career of getting your music to the people that's how you gotta look at people Flat they're out. all vehicles that you need to use to help your shit get where it needs to go there you go. You know, and if you're not looking at it like that, if you're getting in your emotions, if you're getting in your feelings, it, 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 it's not it's not worth it. Another thing open mics can really teach you is performance is you write about this generation. A lot of people don't know how to hold a microphone. First off, you don't grip a, a dynamic microphone, I, even though I know you've seen all your favorite rappers hold the microphone like that. You don't grip a microphone actually at the head of the microphone. Right. Right. You have to hold the microphone. It's a reason why the head of the microphone exists. You hold the microphone at the line where the head of the microphone is. Please stop doing that. Uh, a lot of people don't like when you perform over your actual song. 
there should be something called like a TV track or a show track, meaning that it'll have like your ad libs only and not your lyrics. A lot of people like performing over their lyrics because you don't know your lyrics. Big pet peeve <laughs> for me is shit. If you can perform, if, if you don't know the lyrics to your own goddamn song, you probably shouldn't be performing it. The best songs for performance should be songs that are easy to memorize. And if it's not easy to memorize, then you probably don't need to be performing that shit. But, you know, I mean, it, is this a hobby or is this a business for you? You, you know, uh, other things, knowing how to work the stage, knowing how to move around in the stage. You know, it, public speaking is very, very, very intimidating. Publicly performing rap is some of the hardest shit to do because chances are when nobody knows you in there, people be getting up, going to the bathroom, looking on their cell phone, not even looking at you. Right. That's another reason why you may want to bring people because people, you know, unless you have a really good host to give you a great introduction, it is really not going to be a warm feeling if people don't know who you are as a performer. Rap is a popular music genre, meaning that popular music gets the best uh, the best uh, the best audience response, period. Even to this day, the songs that was popular last year wouldn't even get the same response. People would be like, oh, that shit's old. You know, designer come out and do Panda. People would be looking at him like, man, the hell I'm going back to the car. You know, so right. he's dealing with the same thing you're dealing with right now. So you have to put yourself in that mode and, you know, think of how things play out. A lot of rap venues. um, Rap is one of the most disrespected art forms there ever will be because it's predominantly black and black male. Uh, so a lot of places have like don't have rap insurance and shit like that. They don't want rap, period, because they think that anything rap related will uh, lead bring to a violence. certain element. Yeah. Uh, the reality is I've been at a lot of rap shows and sometimes it is violence, but. A lot of that can be uh, avoided based, I think, by who the promoter is. But uh, with, with that being said, you'll be performing at venues that may not have the best sound, sound systems, may not have the best bathrooms, <laughs> may not have the best parking, uh, seating amenities. You know, you're going to be in some grimy spots when you perform in hip hop. So prepare yourself for that and prepare your music for that when you know you're going to be on that broken speaker. So it's like, what do I need to perform on the broken speaker? How do I need to project my voice? You know, coming from your diaphragm. Um, can I perform without a microphone? You have to be really asking yourself all those questions because the average hip hop open mic or hip hop venue um, that's not you know it's not gonna have like probably a lot of the amenities that great performance venues have you'll be performing at some real hole in the wall grimy shit yeah but yeah. you can you can make some grimy shit work you just gotta know how to do it that's where that research happens for sure for sure it's a process big big time big time um and let's see I, I went over that what else what else would be a, a good thing with open mics um, hmm, hmm, hmm. be willing to travel be willing to travel and hit them that's uh open mics is a good way you can start getting familiar with new markets 
Um, yeah. You say you want to start doing shows in Cleveland. You know, find you an open mic there. You know, go hit that mug a few times and, uh, yeah, work towards a showcase opportunity. Find out what's going on. Move around. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Uh, this one may have been the one where I talked the most as that artist slash promoter. Yeah, you sound kind of passionate there, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I know this game, brother. For uh, sure. Wow. But and then and then we we almost will come back probably like way later with if you want to do your own open mic as a promoter. We need a whole. We may need a one and two on being a hip hop promoter. Right. That is tough, tough sledding. It's fun. Yes. Thank you so much, P. How do people get to you? Y'all can holler at me on Facebook, Uncle P313. That's where I spit a lot of daily knowledge at. And then on the gram, you can holler at me at Detroit Rap. We are DetroitRap.com, Michigan's biggest website for hip hop. All right, all right. And DetroitIsDifferent.net, DetroitIsDifferent.net. Peace. Peace.